Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Hey, beer fans. Hallelujah. 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 It's been a while. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let's see what's happened since then. Um, Tasty grew another testicle. Uh, Hurts to have an extra. We all went to uh, <laughs> uh, Pennsylvania. Well, the, to the uh, uh, national conference, that's conference right. in Philly. Right, it was quite the time. We actually did a show there. We which, did. Uh, which one was it, Dormunder or Dortmunder? Did, did the Dormunder? Yes. And I, I actually was able to run out to a bottle shop and find a couple of bottles of Dortmunder. Which was, were they good? Uh, yeah, they're pretty, one of them was good. One of them was just so so. Yeah, yeah, but it was uh, it was kind of exciting because. I was able to find a couple examples. <laughs> because you could have picked a different style. You just gone to the store and done whatever you found, yeah? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, while we were there, uh, Peter Peter and I found a great example of uh, wit beer in cans. Oh. Uh, we, were, we were there, and I'm like, great. I picked up a can. I'm saying, oh. Yeah. You, you, you got to try this. This is really, really great. And uh, we sat down like 10 o'clock in the morning and, and had a, had had a, a couple of wit beers. Oh, it was delicious. Yeah. I was like very impressed with uh, the Whitbeer, the Blanche de, uh, what was it, the, the Bruxelles? Yeah, that's a great Bruxelles. beer to take anywhere. I mean, hot days. Where is it, the Blanche de Bruges? Blanche it's a beer for breakfast, Bruges. huh, Jamil? Yeah. You like yeah. that better than, say, Hogarten? Oh, by far. Oh, yeah, that absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Those are those are great examples. Hmm. Hey, one of the things about, you know, the Whitbeer thing is... I, I there's some weird stuff in the style guide on that, and I think people this is a very misunderstood kind of style thing. Misunderstood in what way? Ah, misunderstood like me, you know. <laughs> Let's analyze here. I am a soft, tender, uh, crisply delicious person, much like Whitney. You know, I think the analogy I'm, is I am I am mildly <laughs> spicy. Yeah. But not over the top. I'm not peppery. Right. Uh, if I'm sour, it's subtly, you know. Okay. <laughs> it's not, you know. Yeah. No. Well, no, it's it's about like uh, if you're known by your people, what's odd about you, then people think you are, you're odd, right? Right. So right. if you know like a wit beer as right. being lactic, mm-hmm. it's just really more of a flaw in it rather than anything. You just, if, right. you, if, if you drink a lot of those, you expect that's what's in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So don't describe by its, yeah. its extremely so like prepared for the audience. Describe it by what it is normally. Yeah, I still, you know, this whole whip beer thing, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, I remember having an argument with somebody saying that, uh, you know, the whip beer, whip beer should be sour. And I'm like, what? And um, they're like, it's in the style guide. I'm like, no, it does not say that That's one it, word. it should be sour in the style guide. So they, <laughs> we had to go send away for a copy of the style guide. Like an hour later, they're like, oh, yeah, well, okay, I guess you're right. And thus, best of show was decided. 
Um, but now they've added all this. Oh, it can be tart. And people were like, well, it's tart and sour because there's wheat in it. Yeah. It's wheat. like, what? What the heck? You know, wheat is not sour or tart. And uh, now that now it says uh, it could be from fermentation or the actual addition of lactic acid. I mean, you know, I, I guess. But uh, I think that that's a, a flawed, flawed example if, if that's what you're doing. So where does the tart character come from? Well... I don't think it should have a tart character. I think it should be crisp. But there's like an there's an acidity to it that comes across as tart. There's acidity in all beer. Sure, but this beer is fairly dry, malty. Yeah, you know, got um, a softness to it. Yeah, you know, I I always think of it as a pillowy softness because but fluffy on the lips. Yeah, that that the head, then uh, the head retention. You get a lot of that that foam in there along with the the uh, nice body to the to the to the beer. And it's it's almost fluffy, pillowy, and smooth and soft, and then kind of muddled from the protein, but, I think. Yeah. yeah, and then it it finishes, you know, fairly dry, not over, not bone dry, but you know, it's got a dryness to it, so it finishes clean, and you know, but it's got that softness initially right. in body and, and and that fluffy head and all that, like fluffy head. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who else likes fluffy head? You do. <laughs> yes, all of us, uh, including our, our fine sponsors at Northern Brewer, northernbrewer.com. Yeah, those uh, folks there, they've got uh, great products, great great prices, great shipping, great customer service, wonderful bunch of people down there. We hung out with them uh, in Philly as well. Yeah. Had a good old time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, good, good folks, and uh, they've been sponsoring the show for, for many years, so... Uh, uh, picking up the tab so you don't have to. So uh, check them out, northernbrewer.com. Uh, yeah, so uh, Whitbeer. Uh, John, you want to give us a, a, a quick read on... Uh, I feel like I'm recapping like the last 10 minutes. Yeah, uh, it's the Whitbeer is, you know, it's light, slightly tart, you know, uh, a smooth maltiness, hints of spice from coriander. You know, you'll get some orange zest in the, ar- the aroma. Um, very hazy to straw-like in color, creaminess, you know, that nice head retention like we've been talking about, uh, finishes dry, it's very refreshing, uh, very clean bitterness. Should have a, a slight lingering maybe fruitiness afterwards after the dryness kind of settles out. You know, you'll get this kind of like, oh, that was kind of like a fruit experience and maybe mm-hmm. some spice character, and then you find yourself kind of wanting to go back to more. It's very refreshing. Good spring, summer beer, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a whip beer. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's take our first short break. And uh, while we come back, I'll tell you what I agree or disagree with that uh, right after this. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. In a world where everything has been lost. Into the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store has been ransacked. 
You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic oh, existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm gonna need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's gonna get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And then From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the home brewer. Tired of the same old handcrafted beverages day after day? Are you looking for something with more diversity than your normal beer? Fellow BN Army member Michael Fairbrother, owner of Moonlight Meadery, is reviving an entire beverage category. Mead! The meads at Moonlight Meadery are all handcrafted from the finest honey on the market and are perfect for any occasion, like weddings, baby showers, or... Excuse me? Mead is not your average girly drink, mister, and Moonlight Meads can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere. Football games with the guys... Yeah. Barbecues with the guys. Yeah. Operating power tools with the guys. Yeah. Um, actually, sir, that's really dangerous. Good point, son. Next time you have something to celebrate or are just looking for a new tasting experience, pick up a bottle of mead from Moonlight Meadery. Now in 21 states, making over 60 varieties of mead from dry, semi-sweet to sweet. Break out of that craft beer low. Grab a bottle of Moonlight Mead. Can't find some? Then ask. No, make that demand some. Yeah! Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzkrankstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My daughter, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creatures and the acids. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I am in my possession, the Tower of Power! Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over 
to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're talking about uh, Belgian wheat beer. Wheat beer. Very white. Mm-hmm. Well, and, uh, you know, I just don't agree with the lactic sourness. I mean, all right, so... None of these taste like w- Which of these has a lactic sourness? You know, it's not a sour beer, not even a tart beer. I guess, you know, crisp. If, it, if it's crossed the line from crisp to tart, I think it's way too much. I, I think, you know, and, and so many people are reading this and adding lactic acid to their beers. I'm like, ah, you know, if you That's ferment it outright, I think you'll you'll get the character you're looking for. And a little bit of, you know, gentle spicing, I think, that restrained spice, restraint on that is so important. People, again, people putting way too much in there now. Maybe maybe it's just me. I'm not that big a fan of Hogarden. Okay. I think it's overspiced. It's <laughs> too dry. It almost becomes a bit biting. Hmm. Um, you know, for me, the Allagash, we've got in front of us, we've got an Allagash White. We've got the uh, Hogarden Wit. We've got uh, Tasty's Death Watch Wit. Death Watch Wit. <laughs> and... Um, uh, I think that the Allagash is along the lines of how I like it. More like the Blanche de Bruges, Blanche de Brussels. Um, you know, it's it's got a, a softer uh, kind of character to it. You know, a softer finish. Yeah, yeah I mean? the whole garden is uh, mostly spice, uh, mm-hmm. less beer. Whereas, to me, the Allagash uh, has much better beer character to it. It's right. hidden, hidden by the... Uh, it's got still quite a bit of spice. Oh, no, oh, it's spicy, yeah, sure. but it's just, it's just soft. better balance, I guess, in that mm-hmm. respect. I get a lot of orange zest in the Allagash. Like a... The thing I get too much in the Hogarden is too bubblegum a, uh, a beer. Too much bubblegum for me. Mm. Especially I mean, the nose. Just, you know, it's not a horrible beer, but for me, those are the things I don't like in wit. It seems like, you know, overdone. Too overdone for me. So you think they did too much to the style, or just too much to the ingredients? Do you think they should have cut back? 
as as far as Ho Garden or yeah, Ho Garden. Sorry, uh, well, that's probably know. a yeast derived uh, ester thing with the bubble gum, right? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And then you think it's over spiced a little bit? Well, that and it might be. You know, they might be adding chamomile or something, which kind of right. gives it that same kind of. Right. That adds tannin too. Yeah, like a. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, you know, people keep pointing that as as the best example, and I think that's just like a, you know, a holdover from something historic that is no longer there. You know, or, you know, I think there are better examples, you know, just because something was there early doesn't mean it's necessarily the best. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the Allagash is better. I mean, that's that's just my thing. And, and again... No, no tartness. Don't don't add lactic acid to your to your wit beers, and then um, you know when they say dry like uh, the Allagash. See, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Mm-hmm. I think Allagash has tartness. There's there's a tang, an impression of a, like a lingering thing on my tongue, and me, maybe that's an associate association of tart to tang. I don't know, but I feel like there's <laughs> tart to taint. I mean, to tart to tang, tang to tart. There's just a character there that I think mm. kind of lingers on my tongue. I think it's got a, a spiciness in the finish. I don't think it's got a tartness. I think it's 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 got a, a fairly dry finish, but not overly dry. And then I think you get that rush of spice as it as the beer clears away. But I don't get tartness. Tartness to me is, uh, you know, sourness you know balanced with something sweet what about carbonation levels maybe that's an impression carbonation levels makes makes a a big difference but of all these i think uh tasty yours has got quite a bit of carbonation yeah it's so and it it really holds it too which is amazing because look look how fine the bubbles on that head are it's got a a real dense uh dense head and, and quite a bit of carbonation yeah it's got a nice creamy note to it did you add something creamy to the? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't find a paper towel, so let it rip. That would get some tart. Yeah. The one thing, and I think Tasty was pointing this out too, on on his is um, you're getting a, a bit of sulfur out of that. Yeah, yeah I had a, I had a little bit of fermentation issue at the end of the ferment, and it mm. got hot. Mm. So I have a lot of mm-hmm. sulfur in the beer. Could that drop out later? It's going to go anywhere. Really? It's in solution. Uh, yeah, I can scrub it out, but it's already carbonated. Blow so. some CO two through. Right. Hmm. Well, you had a beer with sulfur a long time ago, John. Remember, we were. I ended up. You were like, and I suggested blowing some CO two through it. You had a logger or something. Uh, long time, long ago. years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. And you're just like, uh, <laughs> you're like, uh, what, what should I try? I'm like, you know, just. Carbonate it, blow some CO two off. Carbonate, blow some CO two off, and yeah, pulling the relief valve, yeah. and then you should be able to flush quite a bit of C- uh, sulfur out of there. You right. know, should should bubble off. And uh, I think I let it warm up. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a little bit. So, so that's always always something good. Yeah, the uh, the wit beer. Uh, you know, some classic examples, and Celis uh, White is also in there. Um, the Whitakirk, which uh, I was just telling John, I, I, I've uh, picked up at the past in, at Trader Joe stores, and uh, Jeep, and it's really good. It's in little, small, short cans, oh, awesome, like uh, ten ounce cans or something like that, and uh, uh, really good. 
And uh, the Allegash White, the Blanche, the uh, Brussels, and uh, some of my favorites. Um, you know, the the trick on this, making this, is uh, some uh, unmalted wheat, uh, barley malt. You know, you do like a 50-50. You do uh, with pills. And uh, oats and things like that are, are common additions. You know, adds a, kind of some, some structure to... Uh, and uh, in the right percentage, some creaminess without oiliness. Uh, the style guide says five to ten percent raw oats. Sounds about right. Um, freshly ground coriander and uh, curacao, or sometimes sweet orange peel, complement the sweet aroma are, are quite characteristic. Other spices, chamomile, cumin, cinnamon, grains of paradise may be used for complexity, but are much less prominent. Um, you know, the uh, interesting thing uh, uh, about the uh, orange peel, if you use those uh, orange peels, those bitter orange peels that they have at the homebrew shop, I tell you, that's going to be quite nasty. I, I would I would use that more like hops than I would like orange peel. Right. Yeah, they've got a bitterness to them. <clears throat> yeah. So you just do a fresh zest off an orange from a... That's what I like to do, yeah. yeah. They were actually out of your backyard. If you can get homegrown fruit. Hell yeah. That's been on the tree for a while. Yeah, I got yeah. one. Right, really, it on the tree. Yeah, really, the, they got so much more character to them. You don't have as much uh, material going in. Mm-hmm. You can get them at the stores. And, and some stores nowadays, they buy uh, some local fruit that's been, you know, really tree ripened. And are you still going for like a one ounce ratio of, like, of zest? Roughly, you know, it really depends. Depends how how the zest is. I, yeah, I yeah. think it's it's huh. hard to overdo the zest. Okay. I think you can you can put quite a bit in. Is the rule the riper the better for the fruit? Generally, I mean, without I mean, rotting, you, obviously, yeah, well, you, you build up more oils. I think it's kind of like in growing hops. You know, the longer they leave them on there, they get more oils. Um, but then it can turn like you know, garlicky, oniony. So uh, you know, same sort of thing in the uh, in the fruit, and you know, you can mix up different kinds of fruits. Yeah, I used to do, um, you know, like a tangerine and a you know, like a uh, juice orange or a navel orange. Well, lemon, uh, lemon, yeah, I, you know, but I'd be careful. Yeah, I'm um, not doing too much. Lemon can be lemony, <laughs> sure, uh, but I think that could give you more. A hint of tartness without being sourness or tart, you know, true tartness. That could give you that impression of tartness, right? Because you associate lemon, right, with that right, tart, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. interesting with, uh, with sourness. sourness yeah, I think grapefruit might be another good one. I used to, I did one with grapefruit once with just grapefruit. That sounds good. It turned out really good. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think about using a dehydrator on this homegrown fruit? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Just a thought. Cut up the skins, right? Right. Pick it, dehydrate it. You know. And then you can store it for for future. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. I bet you get a lot more of those aromatic compounds than you would out of the stuff that uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. That might be. That might be. I think you could, you know, peel some oranges, reduce the amount of pith. You know, the white pulpy part in the middle. Keep the orange, and then store that skin in some bags in the freezer. And, you know, year-round type of thing. Mm-hmm. That, that's actually a pretty good idea. I think I really want to make a wit beer. I, I tell you, <laughs> you should. Kind of kind of got me jonesing for wit beer now. Yeah. It's supposed to be hot this weekend, so. Yeah. Time to drink something. Yeah, it's a, it's a you know, warm, cold, I think uh, that's a delicious beer. 
And, and great for early in the morning, I think. <laughs> great for all day drinking. First, better than a Bloody Mary, huh? I think so. Yeah. 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 You know? You could add vodka to it, too. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just have a shot and a whip beer. As John beer whips chasing. out his flask. <laughs> <laughs> just a dose, a dose of uh, I roll. Um, like Shabbat Bing. And then the other spicing, uh, the interesting thing, also is uh, chamomile. Have you guys used chamomile in your in your wits? I didn't put it in mine. I'm not a big fan of that of the flavor of that. Uh-huh. I've had Ale Industries and uh, Doctor Scott's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it kind of clashes. Oh yeah. I think yeah. it bring brings out this kind of I don't know. I think it narrows the beer, beer down. It just if it, it's really tanicky to me. It just, oh wow. Wow. Yeah. I tend to get you know some of that bubble gummy huh. type of thing if you use too much. I I like you know too tea like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, in the uh you know, it does have a certain distinct floralness to it, you know. Um but uh I think if you use just the right amount, it's a nice background note that that adds a a good complexity, floral, fruity kind of thing going on. And it's it that I think is is fairly easy to overdo. Especially when you're you're weighing out dried flowers, mm-hmm. they weigh almost nothing. Mm. And so, if you put like an ounce in there, half ounce, whatever, oh my god, it's a ball it's, it's a it's a mountain. You know, <laughs> those things, those flowers, those dried flowers weigh almost nothing. Wow. So I, you know, I tend to shoot for like a quarter ounce, okay. and I think that that's plenty. Hmm. You know, you could you could do you know three grams, four grams quarter ounce about seven grams what do you guys think though is if you're new homebrewer trying to style just do one spice at first don't do a four you know yeah people right. get spice happy you know i additive happy i I, I would go with uh you know some uh crushed coriander i wouldn't really grind it i'd crush it i'd go with um uh, uh just a for me a little dash of uh chamomile maybe you know take one tea bag tear it apart and uh, take a portion of that, you know, and that that would be plenty, you know, background note. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'd hit it with the uh, the zest of some fruit, and there, you know, uh, an ounce or, or or two, you know, because mm-hmm. that, you know, a lot of that boils off and leaves just kind of a fruity thing. Yeah, I mean, you can do too much, but I, I like you know the freshness of it. I think um, you know that's something that. Uh, fades fairly quickly so if you've overdone it i think you know you wait a little time and i think if it fades down what do you what do you think about adding the spices at a cooler temp rather than a boil so when you're recircling and you're chilling maybe Mm -hmm. add it like 160 or even dry dry fruit it yeah (laughs) dry zest it yeah when do you add yours mike uh what i did was i added the uh coriander at uh, flamont about an ounce for at uh, twelve gallons of wort, about an ounce, and then uh, I added. No, it's all I added in the hot side, and on the cold side, not on this batch we're drinking here, but on the cold side, on the other keg, I, I put in like a half of uh, half an orange orange worth of zest, which turned out to be. And how many gallons? Ten gallons. And that was in five gallons, and that was on the in the mm-hmm. bright tank. It turned out to be what? Two orangey, and uh, mm-hmm. for the. Whitbeer challenge I did with Nate. That's what this beer is from. Uh, 
I blended that like 50-50 with this beer. So I cut that down so it wouldn't be so orangey. This, this doesn't have, all this has in it is the coriander at Flame Up. No other spicing. But it still has 50 of the orange beer in it. It doesn't have any orange, oh, any orange beer at all. Gotcha. Yeah. I would say mm-hmm. of the three beers that yours is the one that's pretty much spiced right. Underspiced, yeah. And I think it's spiced right, right. compared to the Allagash and the, beer. the Hogarden, right. which is, the, they're both seem way too spicy. Mm-hmm. But you still think it's too orangey tasting? This beer is, I didn't put orange in this one. This is one without orange. Oh, oh. This is the neutral one. This is one I blended to the one that had too much orange that I we tasted the other day on the show. How much do you think would have not been too much orange? Uh, well, I, I used half of a, an orange of zest. A uh, quarter would have been about right, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Quarter orange. Yeah. <laughs> but I had a, you know, it was right off my tree. It was really ripe. Right. It's one of those that's pretty yeah. potent. Yeah, you, gotta you be may have to have careful. like three oranges from the store or something. I don't know. It's pretty yeah. variable. Because one's from the store, and like yeah. you're saying, very. They were green when they left variable. the orchard, so mine are, you know, yeah. orange when they leave the orchard. Well, they have all the moisture in it still. And, you know, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. They smell great, the zest. I, guess, like, I, I even, I was going to use the whole orange, and I got going and going, <laughs> no way, man, this is going to blow up. So I left it in right. for like two days, mm-hmm. and I tried the beer. I, I got to get this out of here. So I, I, had, I, had a, I put a, a hop sack. <laughs> <laughs> like, on a piece smell? of dental floss, uh-huh. anticipating that I didn't want to leave it in there forever. At least mm-hmm. I wasn't going to serve it that way. And so after two days, I took it out. And it was already it was already too orangey. Hmm. Can I just point out he just used dental floss to put his orange peel into his the tea bag? To tea bag is brilliant. That's right. It wasn't used dental floss, was it? <laughs> I didn't check. It might. It was laying here in the sink. I don't know. It was on the floor. I think. I don't know. I found it somewhere. <laughs> every time so I go right. get my uh, teeth cleaned, the dental dentist always gives me uh, dental floss. He thinks I'm going to use it. Do you guys think I'm weird? For, <laughs> of course I'm going to use it. For, for reusing <laughs> dental floss? Re- no. you just once such or, a thing? Yeah, well, you know, it's once or twice. It's no, strong no. You're, it Are you reusing dental floss? Just once or twice. That's disgusting. It's strong. And uh, you brush your teeth afterwards. Toothpaste is an antiseptic. Yeah. Well, if I, if I, my dentist yeah, does gives it well, <laughs> If I had to buy it, I might how, be, how, I might be uh, what is there a term for what being you, tight? What do you uh, like Living in the the Depression era, era it just seems like such a shame to throw it away. It's perfectly it's in his good. Genes, you can't help it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying it's a genetic thing. Where, <laughs> where Tasty said that. Wouldn't be funny if he admitted it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Huh. Yeah. You, you go to the dentist. They give I you mean, pretty much as much as like you a, want. A three inch piece. Too. He's, like, <laughs> 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 he's cutting back. Then he hangs it up on the yeah. on somewhere in the. <laughs> he's got like a, a cork board with little yeah. pieces on, yeah. on, on push pins. Yeah, I just screwed a hook right into the drywall. <laughs> here's 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 the Monday's floss. Right. Tuesday's floss. still looks good. Yeah, we're we'll going to no Tuesday. Ch- no chunks on there. Split. I think it's good yeah, to go. Yeah. No blood. He's That's got, good. He's got this quality control system in his bathroom. For t- <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh gosh! Who'd have thought we've gone whipper to you know dental floss? <laughs> use dental. Man, those things when they say hundred yards on there, he really makes use of hundred yards. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's getting <laughs> he's, he's getting five hundred yards. Should go by the usage. inch on there for him. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. uh, oh, that's terrible. All right, I need a break. <laughs> All right, there you go. Let's, when we come back, let's uh, let's uh, say what we like and don't like about the the examples we got back after this. 
Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019 and get the Five Star treatment today. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. BN Army, HopTech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And HopTech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com.
Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Blise. It's Brewing with Style. All right. Uh, see, this is why I think, you know, as a listener, you want to, like, win a chance to hang out in the... Uh, while we're doing the shows, so you can get all the chatter that happens off mic <laughs> during the break. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually just need an entirely new show, which is Brewing Network Breaks. Right, we just keep just, the mics hot. Just record all that stuff separately, and then just play yeah, it back. We'd have to go yeah, an hour at a time. Right. There you go. Have Whole another show for free, Out- huh? Outtakes. Am I a genius or what? Genius. There you go. That's why I used fresh floss for every tooth. That's why they call you the Pope, and they call me the Jew. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Yes, I live the lifestyles of the rich and famous. I use lots of floss. That's what what the rich and famous do. You do have a nice smile. Well, thank you. John is so nice to me. See? See, uh, the rest of you could learn something from John. He's very polite. Yes. But deep down. Very good at lying about (laughs) it. Or even politer. (laughs) About his... uh, <sighs> All right, so we're talking about uh, wit beer. Wit beer. What's with and, this wit uh, beer? <laughs> it's from that commercial, that White Labs commercial. Oh. WLP 400, wit beer. <laughs> oh, gotcha, okay. You don't remember that one? No. Yeah. You listen to the commercial? Oh, you listen to the show, don't you? You listen to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Unlike us, you listen to the Sunday show. Yeah, I listen, I listen to the shows. Hey, don't be hacking on me, man. You didn't listen uh, last Sunday, did you? Uh, no, not oh, yet. Oh, good. Don't listen to that one. No. <laughs> Especially at the end when that uh, chick calls in. I'm going to download the that. The one that I was hitting on. And, uh, oh, i got to check it out now. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, my God. <laughs> which was, was which it one was, was that? Was a good experience? Which one? That's a good question. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to uh, out anybody. No. She yeah. outed herself, but I'm not going to. There were some interesting, uh, interesting uh, homebrewers. Mm-hmm. At the conference. Is interesting a euphemism for something? No. <laughs> That's convincing. <laughs> um, people that caught our interest ah. for one reason or another. I mean, they may have had various... Presentation qualities? Eccentric- eccentricities <laughs> about them. Certain attributes. Certain <laughs> attributes. Yes. personalities. Mm-hmm. You know? That were deemed worthy of observation. Yes, yes. <laughs> I suppose you, you could put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're we're having wheat beer. We're having too much fun, yeah. but we're also having Allagash White. Uh, we're having the Ho Garden uh, wheat beer, and we're having uh, Tasty McDowell's wit with wash, just wit. coriander. Why is it called Death Wash? It was a label contest or something. Was no it? flossing or yeah. What was the name of the beer contest or something? Is that the one that won? Or no? taste yeah, it was. Death, yeah. Death Watch. One of our sponsors, Grog Tag, the custom label company, we did, um, we we all created our own labels, kind of funny, and then the listeners voted on them, and the uh, Death Watch wit was the was the winner. Sweet. It was a picture of a skeleton on the label. Nice. <laughs> it'll be a while before you're a skeleton. Don't worry. Good, good. Even if you die, it'll still be a while. i to get my doctor on the same page as you, then. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um... The chat wants to know if these wits are like 10%. No. They are. I mean, uh, obviously, we're, we're already there. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Um, Scott, what, what was your favorite of, the, of these? Definitely the Allagash. 
Right. Um, I agree with Plisé when he said it was tart. I pick up the same thing, and you said orange, John, but for me, it's all lemon, and that's what I'm reading as tart, is, mm-hmm. is that lemoniness. And I, I really like the balance of the tart, or, well, the lemon, or whatever you want to call it. I get the lemoniness, yeah. and I can see why somebody would say that's tart. Okay, yeah, it's just kind of what my palate reads it as, and it's... Like I think John was saying before, people would associate lemon with tart. Yeah. My, I certainly do. And it's got, yeah, just like you were saying, the, the right mix of dryness. I like the Ho Garden second mm-hmm. because it is super dry. I, I do like dry, but it's, like you're saying, it's a little too much. I wrote that down before you said it, by the way. It comes a little too harsh. Um, and I actually like all three of these. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all really, I, I like this style quite a bit. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pushback from kind of beer nerds seem to not like it right. as a general rule. I don't know why. I like it a lot. Tasty's has, uh, the grains really come through, and it's got a kind of dankiness that I personally don't care for it's still a good beer it's just third to these other two because he put something in that make, makes it dank no 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 dank no dank added oh. it's just a this love well maybe maybe your love is full of dankness i don't know band-aid band-aid i get band-aid in tasties oh yeah it could be um yeah maybe a band-aid fell off <laughs> he laughs really hard <laughs> no, i don't think so I don't really. Yeah, uh, I smell the Band-Aid. Maybe you are sitting closer to Tasty. <laughs> he is an old man. They mm. they generally have Band-Aids on. I smell used floss. <laughs> used floss. Yeah, could be that. Uh, what 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 about? Uh, I'm what about the, you, John? I'm saying Mos- Moscow. Which which one did you like best? Allagash. Allagash. Yeah, Hogarden. Allagash and Tasty. Tasty. I sort of like yeah the Allagash first. The Hogarden. Uh, although you know the Hogarden has like a. Uh, Kind of like a protein aftertaste, kind of like a like an astringency kind of thing. Uh, Pogarn? Yeah, it has like a... Uh, As it warms up, yeah. Like a non, non-accentuated like a flavor, I don't, you know, that sort of takes away from the beer a little bit. Yeah, it almost seems I mean, cam- chamomile to me. I think it's some tea. So it's yeah. Like, yeah. A little yeah. cardboardy, like bready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should uh, back off on their tea just uh, a little bit, maybe. They shouldn't tea bag as much? Yeah. Best before eighteen oh four fourteen. Yeah, that Allagash just opens up as it warms so up. That's a uh, that's uh, almost a year from now, yeah. a little less than a year from now, nine months from now. So that's fairly fresh. Uh, garden, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> garden. And a hoe in that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and the uh, the Allagash has a date of uh, five thirteen on it is this part of of the farmhouse ales whip beer or is that the saison like would this be kind of affiliated to that type of history you know where like this is like a beer you would drink after a hard day of farming and you know this is just a session beer that you know we needed (laughs) to survive on our daily lives i don't know uh, the history, according to the BJCP, a 400-year-old beer style that died out in the 1950s was later revived by Pierre Sellis at Huygarden and has grown steadily in popularity over time. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, like you're saying, John, uh, you know, um, with beer, and I think, uh, you know, there may have been, uh, you know, spicing instead of, uh, you know, hop, hop usage. So there was no hops rounds. They're like, well, we have this. Right, right. Gotcha. You know, using a grut. To uh, spice the the beer, and maybe they kind of settled on all oh, these are the the best ones to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
as far as like uh, you know farmhouse character, I yeah, wit beer is much better. Uh, beer to drink after being working than the saisons, especially the American uh, mm-hmm. saisons that are really big. Right. Yeah, yeah but like a 3 4% saison. Oh, those I are think, perfect, you know, yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, and I think also, you know, on this, uh, you know, the list of ABV is 4.5 to 5.5, but I could see you doing a 4% Low, yeah. wit beer. Uh, it could be quite delicious with it. You know, you get that fullness to it. Yeah, and you can spice it up for a more little, little bit of spicy. You know, it's got that that creaminess to it. Good a lot session of character. Beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to see a three and a half, four percent wit beer. I think would be would be quite nice. Don't put your money where your mouth is, big guy. <laughs> Whip up thirty barrels of that shit. Yeah, heretic yeah. wit beer, four percent. Hey, uh, yeah. I buy that what's the best American made wit beer? Best American made. There isn't one. See, is it victories? You can make this list. I'm thinking. Yeah. Hmm. <coughs> yeah, I don't know. Can you name one? I mean, there's uh, Bell's Winter White Ale, Victory Whirlwind Whitbeer, uh, Avery White Rascal. Uh, Who brews the Great White? That's Lost Coast, right? Lost yeah. Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's not Allagash, but it's close, I guess. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I've you know as a home brewer, I I loved making it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just turned out fantastic. I always enjoyed that. Pretty easy to make. Yeah, yeah, and and actually the uh, uh, the style uh, uh, profile in the in the uh, brew your own magazine that I do, I did a, a wit beer uh, article for that. I thought it was actually quite nice. I think that's in the. Uh, uh, 30 oh, in the book. you know best uh styles byo whatever do we still have a copy to give away scott do you know um i i, I don't know off the top I'm, i i don't know Good. i can go downstairs and look at the next break perfect <laughs> it's best i can do there you go <laughs> if we do we should give one away yeah and give would you want to give away someone in the chat sure the first question right there you go. Or the best question. Oh, best. best. Well, I think it's voting. And there you go. Well, we'll yeah, voting in my own mind. All right. Um, yeah, for me, uh, the Allagash I thought was the best, and the, the Hogarden second, and Tasty's, I think yours was third, just uh, for the reasons. <laughs> but I would say. Uh, no, I think, no award given? <laughs> no, I would say, uh, like Scott said, I would drink any of these. I en- I enjoyed them all. No, no. If we'd free to brought mine in here, we'd have drink a pint and been fine. But, or three, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I'd drink a pint of this. Yeah, sure. I'll take it home. You don't want it. <laughs> you know, I actually have a place for it. I actually have a friend that likes light beer, so I'm gonna. Ah, you know, I'm your neighbor now. I'm just saying. Well, you're any not excess a, you're not a chick, stuff. So, fair enough. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing it I is love a great about time the Allagash. And some of the others that I really love is it's got balance. Yeah. And that's the thing the Hogarden lacks. Yeah. It, Everything is balanced. Yeah. I could drink and more pints of Allagash than I could the Hogarden. Hogarden would yeah. get a little bit mm-hmm. pushed back on mm-hmm. the spiciness of it. Right. Yeah. And uh, the Allagash, again, I think is still too spicy. Yeah. But, you know, it's got a balance. And that's that's what I really enjoy. You know, uh, all, all beer styles, I think, with the proper balance uh, are really wonderful. So can I touch on one thing that you said earlier? That is is adding too much wheat a fallacy to the impression of tartness. You know what I mean? Like, if you have a hundred percent wheat beer, mm-hmm. is it going to be like? Is that people going to associate some type of tart flavor? Or no. S- so it's yeah, right. 
Yeah, that, I always I, heard that was like we would impart this type of. Yeah, sound. no, it's it's just nonsense. Because <laughs> um, there's wheat wines, right? Percent wheat. There's no tartness there. I think you know the only thing I can figure out is, you know, I I don't know. I, people just make up weird crap all the time, and it finds its way sure. into writing. I mean, that's pretty much how I write everything. <laughs> You know, and just then, make it up, and then it's it you know, sounds it's, good. It's, it's written good. down. Somebody printed it. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's even more powerful than the internet. Yeah, but you test everything. I know you. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. At least I say I do. I write that down, so it must have been true. <laughs> at least you're good at it, though. Yes. Writing them. I write it down, and then then it's true. All right, we'll take our final break, and uh, when we come back, uh, questions from the chat, and maybe we'll give away a, a copy of the. Uh, uh, Bree Roan, 30 great classic style, I, whatever thing it is. I have a go by the spirit, too. Ooh, all right. So, back after this. Sweet. And now, Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World? Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece of for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at 7,000 pounds. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent mouthfeel. That's just a crazy dream. Or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of superior customer service and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanishef, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. 
To find Heritage Beers near you, click on Find Some at HereticBrewing.com. Where do you go for all the stuff you need to brew? Homebrewstuff.com, of course. In their Boise, Idaho storefront and warehouse, they have more than 750 craft beers and 8,000 square feet of homebrew products in stock. The staff at Homebrew Stuff are homebrewers themselves. They try out just about everything, including the beer, so they can answer your questions knowledgeably and correctly about brewing, kegging, and anything else you might need to ask. Don't live near the Homebrew Stuff store? Visit homebrewstuff.com online and take advantage of their $7.95 domestic shipping available on most orders. Homebrewstuff.com is a proud sponsor of the AHA, NHC, GABF, and countless other acronyms. So if you're a homebrewer looking for great people, a great selection, and great deals, head to homebrewstuff.com online or in person. Visit their YouTube channel for loads of free how-to and product videos. All of the stuff you need to brew. Homebrewstuff.com You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. And uh, as we mentioned before, that AHA conference was great. If you'd like to participate in something like that, uh, you know, go out and uh, join up for the AHA. I think, um, you know, your your homebrewing will appreciate it. Zymergy Magazine, the great forums that they have. Your uh, pocketbook could, could appreciate it. Uh, discounts at some homebrew shops. Yep. Discounts at a lot of pubs and restaurants. For food, not food and beer. Yeah. I, I paid for my membership every year. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> By easy just going be. out with the family to dinner. Yeah. And usually it's, the, it's just for the member. But when I went out, they always just ah, no, yeah, and applied it to the whole table. Yeah, they don't have a program. And I was just like, right. I got to dinner once, and I pretty much paid for it. Yeah. Uh, so fantastic uh, benefits to it, and you know they do a lot uh, of good for the uh, homebrewing community and watching out for the rights of homebrewers like you All and me. Fifty so, states now. Yeah, check check it out. A J. American Homebrewers Association. You can sign up through the uh, Brewing Network website even. There's a link there. Click on that, and the Brewing Network gets uh, a little slice of that membership back to them. So you're supporting two great organizations with with one purchase. All right. Uh, John had a... uh, You got to buy this. Got to buy this. All right. So tell us what the beer is, John. Sam Adams, Boston Beer Company, their seasonal brew, Alpine Spring. It is a unfiltered Pilsner, single hop, Tettinger. Um I think it's got a great aroma to it. Very homebrew-like, you know, that unfiltered quality gives his round maltiness to it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> very refreshing. But what I like the most about it is the hop, the mm-hmm. hop aromatics. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you say? Tasty. Well, it's uh, kind of sweet and. Estery, I don't know. It's like not, not, unlike a lager, it doesn't seem to me mm-hmm. doesn't seem as lager like as I like. Mm-hmm. Maybe because they obviously use pale malt, not uh, hmm. not pilsner malt, right? Doesn't have any pilsner character, does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting comment. I don't get the traditional German type pilsner mm-hmm. thing to it. What about yeah, you, it's Scott? More like a. Good. It's um. It's got a little soapy character to it, and I don't say this hardly ever about beers, but it is too sweet for me too. It's it doesn't really have anything to balance out mm-hmm. that that sweet that you just when it first hits your palate. Well, sometimes soapy is something that people associate with floral 
kind of character. Mm-hmm. I often say floral, soapy, soapy, floral. So I wonder if that's part of it. Uh, I guess it's got uh, Tetanang uh, hops in it. Uh, I'm sure from Germany, uh, and um, you know that can have a floral component to it as well. So yeah. maybe maybe that's that's part of it. It's definitely part of it. I mean, what I'm picking up is uh, some age. Uh, I guess it's got a best before June on it. <laughs> Pardon me. Taste. Jeez. Um, uh, and this is July, so I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm picking up some age, age to this beer, and I think that that's why it's coming across maybe sweet. I think some of the bittering has dropped. I imagine it was probably a little crisper. I mean, it's hard sometimes to get you know fresh examples, uh, so I imagine it was probably a little crisper. I imagine the uh, you know the hops w- w- would have popped a little bit more. Um, maybe that's where we're getting some of the estuary too. I don't know, but. Well, yeah, I think the sweetness is bringing out the ester components. If you, mm-hmm. it's like it's it's probably ester sweet. It's and enforcing it, that. In, yeah, in if it was just hopped a little bit higher, mm-hmm. they could probably be a bit much better. But again, you know, it, it, within a few months, you can drop your IBUs by half. Yeah. Then you have two beer sounds. You can enter mm-hmm. the competition. Um, <laughs> not bad for a fourteen dollars special at CVS. Well, was that a twenty-four pack? Those those caveats noted. This example, I think, is a little aged. Would you buy it? Uh, Would you? Thirteen ninety nine. Wow. For how much? For twelve bottles. For twelve pack. Boy, that's cheap. Um, in your room in your fridge? Would you make room in your fridge? I think. I think if I saw a. A fresh. I had an empty fridge. Oh, if I if I saw if I saw a fresh twelve pack, the fact that I love John Plisse, and he says it's a great beer, I'd I'd have to I'd 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 go ahead and buy it. Ah, you'd be curious to see if it was better being fresh. Right? right. I think that that's the problem. I think John knows his beer. John is saying, "Hey, it's great beer." You know, unfortunately. You know, we're we're a little bit longer in the in the tooth on this. You know, at this timing, but I'm going to give John the benefit of the doubt on this one. I I, I I'd say I'd, I'd go buy it. Now we've all had maybe thirteen ninety five. Thirteen. We've all had a dollar. I've seen longer. I've seen Sam Adams out here for uh, under thirteen, like twelve ninety five. Right. You might you might find it at a Safeway or something. That's at a deal, something. man. Yeah. Right, it's hard to hard to produce beer that cheap. I know no, we they can't. can do it. I know they got the the, the bucks to do it. And they could. So ooh, tasty is that a yes or a no for you? Uh, would I buy it? Yeah, uh, probably not. No, Scott, I would not. Although I would if my fridge was empty and all that was near me was the CVS. So I don't know what is that. What is that answer? Does that mean I would buy it? It's fifty. Well, it means it's drinkable. <laughs> in, it's drinkable. In, in the yeah. right in the right conditions. Yes, under the right conditions. Correct. Yeah. For me, it's it's a freshness thing. If I saw a fresh example, I know Sam Adams can make some really nice beer. I know John is a is a, has a great taste in beer. So based off of that, I'd go ahead and do it. I'd go ahead and do it. But uh, you know. There you go. So, John, I think you, you, you squeaked by, just by barely. The, the skin of your teeth. I, I think it's split, but <laughs> by the skin of your teeth, I think uh, I think that's a that's a that's a good, go by. This. All right, all right. There you go. Woo! You made it. Qualified. My credibility. Almost. Really? What was the score in there? I had any. <laughs> all right. So, uh, questions from the chat. Pork slapper. Pork said, slapper. Uh, 
When kegging a beer like a wit or a hefe, what is a good technique to keeping that beer looking cloudy and not having it all just drop to the bottom of your keg and come out in your first few pints? Uh, well... To a protein risk. Um, <laughs> you know, if you have the, the appropriate body in the beer, that's why these things need to have some body. And then you've got the, the fine particles of haze-causing particles, then, you know, it should take a long time for it to settle out. But what you can do is store your kegs upside down, and then when you tap them, you flip them right side up, and then you tap them, and it falls throughout the the whole thing. Are there any complications that could result from storing a keg upside down, or is it just neither here nor there? Your keg fails. (laughs) No, breweries that sell wit beers deliver them upside down. Yeah, a lot of, Yeah, Yeah, they do, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, here's a related question from uh, Double H. He said, Doc suggests adding a bit of flour to keep the beer cloudy. Mm-hmm. Double is assuming the commercial brewers are not doing that, and therefore, how do they keep their beer cloudy? Yeah, Doc was adding like a tablespoon of flour, I think, to five gallons. He would add it directly. I think he would pre-boil it with water and it to the keg. Yeah, I've heard him give that advice. So is, is Double right? Do commercial brewers not do that? They don't put um, wheat, no, they don't put flour in their beer. So how, do, how are they keeping it cloudy? It's just a, a pro, this hangs in suspension. I don't know. My beard is not clearing up. Right. You, you mentioned protein rest. So what do you, protein at 125? Yeah, 122, and that'll may accentuate the, the haziness, right? Well, it breaks down the proteins. So, you know, it's the, it's the right length proteins bonding with the, you know, tannins that give you a, a permanent ha- or a, a, a haze like that. Um, so more breakdown, more proteins in solution. Eh, different length proteins, gotcha. so that that could impact it negatively. You know, if you want uh, hazy beer, I mean, generally it's not that hard to get a hazy beer, especially sure. if you're using unmalted wheat and you're using unmalted yeah. oats and all that. Half half yeah. unmalted wheat. Come on, how right. going to be possibly ever clear up? Right, this yeah. can be hazy it's as like crap. Three years yeah. old. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it might drop out. But yeah, if, but, if a mean, listener says that their beer just clears up and they got a problem with that, that. I mean, don't look at that. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful color that Tasty's got there, and a beautiful haze. It's just right. It doesn't look milky. It's hazy, kind of whitish, you know, without being uh, disgusting. You know, yeah, that's, that's been sitting on the four weeks. Garden. Yeah, uh, you know, the Allagash was the same way. Um, it's really not uh, the Allagash. It recommends you know rolling the bottle before pouring. So it's right on the bottle. Before we wrap it up here, can you can you just briefly explain what protein rest means? So there's enzymes that'll break down things like proteins, they'll break down starches, they'll break down, um, you know, all sorts of uh, different commons, uh, you know, beta-glucans. There's all these rests and these enzymes will act, these enzymes in the malt will act on different things. At different temperatures. They're, they're active at different temperatures. So at some temperatures, they're um, inactive, some Temperatures are highly active, pH as well. Um, if you get too hot a temperature, it'll denature some of these enzymes, so they're no longer available. But the protein rest uh, specifically works on proteins and breaks longer chain proteins down into shorter chain proteins. It tends to be the medium chain proteins that really develop like head retention. If you overdo that, it tends to break it down. You tend to lose your head retention. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, uh, lager brewers especially 
tend to believe in the protein rest. I think, you know, for me, uh, you know, modern malts and all that, I don't bother with the protein rest. I, I go right with the single infusion. When did that start? Modern meaning what, the last year, the last four years? How long have you not been doing that? <laughs> Ever since I started brewing. Really? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I I did, you know, 15 years. a bunch of protein rests and... You know, the beer wasn't getting better with the protein rest. I didn't find an improvement. It's just like, uh, that's a total waste of time. So I started skipping that. All right, who gets the uh, who gets the magazine? God, is that our choice of questions? Those are our Jesus two questions, yeah. Christ. People are not fans of the style, so they, you know, oh, they really? check out. Well, then I'll go with the first guy. That was Pork Slapper. Pork Slapper. Yeah. <laughs> Just for, for a great name, if nothing else. Uh, pork Slapper? Was Pork Slapper want this made out, too? Pork Slapper. <laughs> yeah, message me, Pork Slapper. Who, um, who should he make it out to? Okay. And uh, thanks for listening. If you enjoy this show, stay tuned. we got another one coming up. We're going to cover uh, fruit beers. Fruit beers. Fruit beers. And uh, if you like this show, again, visit our great sponsor, uh, Northern Brewer, northernbrewer.com. Uh, great shipping, great prices, great customer service, great people. And uh, check out the Brewing Network store. You can get uh, lots of goodies in there, hoodies, z- zip-up. Uh, Zip hoodies. Come and get them. Of, all sorts of interesting In stock, yeah, right? Nice. Well, yeah. we'll be. And, you know, all the stuff you buy goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and helps support programming like this. Until then, Bruce Strong, everybody. And I'll be-